Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 98. Hey, this is Josh Hanum from Interact Quiz Builder. And if you want to interact with more awesome people in your life, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chapel. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, I'm sure you've heard me and my guests talk a lot about the importance of masterminds. I know I personally would not be anywhere near where I am today without spending tens of thousands of dollars investing into building relationships in a mastermind setting. So on that, I am opening up a second round of my mastermind, Build Your Network Alpha in order to build relationships with some of you guys out there. If this is something that interests you, please head over to buildyournetwork.co slash alpha to submit an application and hop on the phone with me to chat about it. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Josh Hanum. Josh is the co-founder of Interact Quiz Builder, a tool used by more than 30,000 businesses, including the American Red Cross, Home Depot, and Forbes. He's probably seen more quizzes than any other human on earth right now. Josh, thank you so much for coming to the show today. Love the short, succinct bio there. Really excited to have you on. Why don't you go ahead and expound just a tad on the intro and then tell us what you're most excited about right now? 
Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for having me on, Travis. I appreciate it. A little bit more about me in terms of the background on the company. This is my first company that's done well, but it's not my first company. So I started my first one when I was in high school, actually, at age like 16. Mm-hmm. I've had a few since then. And then this one started in college and I've run it since then. So it's been about five years. It's been really incredible to see something actually grow and flourish into a real kind of thing. And we've got a whole team now and there's just a lot going on. That 30,000 number, I wrote that down probably eight months ago and it's now 50,000 in terms of our clients. We have like a freemium model, so not all of them are paying but it's still just crazy to see that kind of exposure. We get to work with so many of the world's largest companies, like literally probably half of the Fortune 500 use the platform in some way or another. So really, really cool stuff on that end and just so much learning and growing in that. And that's really what I'm most excited about, particularly in how we get to scale the company, because for years we really struggled to convey the concept of what we're doing with using quizzes as a marketing tool. People always thought of them either as a school thing or as a stupid fun thing and never as an actual practical marketing avenue. So now that we've got that hurdle somewhat navigated, there's still a lot of pushback from some people, but more people are starting to understand and, and kind of jump into it. And it's really neat to be in a position where we're the experts in that front and we get to be out on the front side of this big wave that's coming and then just work with all the companies that are looking to get involved. So that's the part that's exciting to me is just seeing it scale from, you know, in the early days, we'd get a few clients in a week and now it's like, hundreds in a day and just kind of seeing how that proliferates in a short but long amount of time. So it doesn't (laughs) feel like that long ago, but it's been, you know, five years. So it is sort of a long time. Yeah, definitely. So what's been like your biggest win so far looking back? I think the biggest win so far has been not trying to do everything myself. When I try to do everything myself, I get bogged down and stuck. And then Around this time last year, actually, a few months before this last year, I decided I was tired of trying to handle everything myself and it wasn't going well. Mm -hmm. Then we hired Jane, who now runs our operations. And I started just kind of going rogue, not like entirely rogue, but starting to think of new concepts for the business and ways to grow it. And since then, we've more than doubled in size. And that was probably the biggest win that I've ever had because it was was years of struggling and not really making a ton of progress before that. And then I just stopped trying to be in control of everything. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, wow, like you can trust other people to handle stuff for you. Yeah, no kidding, bro. That's such an important, important concept to understand as the owner of the business, because it's sometimes it's really hard to give away a lot of that control to somebody else because you feel like it's kind of your baby, you know. But in the end, if you're building a business that can't run and operate without you, then what's the point? You know what I mean? Like you're just going to keep working it forever because you can't sell it. If the business can't survive without you, you're not gonna be able to sell the business. And then you're not gonna be able to step away and like go travel for six months because the business is going to fall apart when you're gone. So like if it's ever going to run without you, then what's the point of like creating a business and having freedom? Because you're not never going to be free. You're going to be a slave to your own business. So such an important win there. During all of this time, bro, I'm sure that there was a couple of times where you made the wrong decision and something not ideal happened. Can you take us back to one of those moments for you? Yeah, that's happened a couple of times with the same thing, which makes me feel real stupid about it. So (laughs) the issue that's come up twice now is that I get sucked into this cycle of wanting to sell our product, which doesn't seem stupid, but for our industry, 
it is impossible to sell what we do because you spend hours on the phone trying to explain what it is. And then by the time you get to the selling part, the person has already lost interest. So I've tried to do this twice now and I've had to hire and fire people twice now. And that's easily been the most painful part of the company. The only times I've ever thought about not continuing is when I had to lay those people off because it's just so it's rough, you know, to, yeah, to bring yeah. somebody on to run a strategy. So yeah, this idea of trying to go directly to the end user and sell them the product always, you know, twice now, it's gotten to me where I, I feel like I can do it, but I can't. And so then that's been really tough. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I like to talk about that kind of stuff, man, is like, I just, I'm trying to normalize failure. I feel like so many people have ideas and they have concepts that they want to pursue and they may have like this great plan for a business, but then they just never take any action because of the fear of failure and it holds so many people back. And so that's why I, I laugh about it now. And I laugh because I've made probably more mistakes than anybody else, but every single one of them is a learning experience and you move on and don't do it that way the next time. I just think that it's so upsetting almost to me that so many people don't do what they want to do because they're afraid they're going to fail. So such an important concept to grab hold of. So in the business now, bro, what are you guys really looking to do right now? What's your current vision for like 2018? Yeah, our vision for 2018 is just to figure out how to remove as many roadblocks as possible. And by roadblocks, I mean things that hold our customers back from having success using our platform. And that has all sorts of implications, whether it's the speed of the site or the speed of the quizzes that are run, the analytics that come with those, the different types of questions that they want to be asking, the ease of integration into their other systems, because our biggest issue right now is not that people don't want to use what we have. It's that they have trouble setting it all up. And so for us, it's a process game at this point. It's how easy can we make it to get this whole system where you've got a quiz up and running and it's connected to your email list so you can use it to capture emails and all that kind of stuff. How can we take that process and narrow it down to like 20 minutes. And right now it's, you know, several hours to get it all figured out, which, you know, is a long time when you're talking about hundreds of people a day trying to do it. So that's our biggest thing right now is it's really kind of a fun, almost obstacle course, but like a reverse obstacle course where you just have to remove all the obstacles. And so that is what we are focused on for this entire year, really. And it's a fun place to be because you don't spend so much time building stuff that's not the right fit, which is what happens in the R&D phase at the beginning. You're building things. Nobody cares. Now it's like, all right, we've got everything laid out. Let's make this process as optimal as possible. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed, if you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, 
that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, that's so cool, bro. I'm, I'm super excited to see where your company ends up going. If you're in online marketing and you really want to start using quizzes to capture email and to add to your email list and stuff, highly recommend doing that. It's a really, really effective way. Head over to tryinteract.com. Tryinteract.com. That is where you can find Josh's company. So Josh, let's go ahead and pivot the conversation now. Go ahead and jump right into this networking concept since that's what Coach Network is really all about. And the way that I kick off every interview, and you probably know this by listening to the show a couple of times is by asking this question. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Yeah. So it was funny. When I was looking through this and and listening to the other shows, I already planned ahead that I was going to cheat on answering this question. (laughs) And by cheating, I'm going to say that they're both important in different times and different situations, but one is not more important than the other. So you have to have both, but it's almost like you have to have the right tools. Like you got to use a hammer. Sometimes you got to use a screwdriver. Sometimes try to hammer in a a screw. It's not going to work. You try to use a hammer to screw in a screw. That's also not going to work. So you have to have this tool set and you have to know when to use each of them, right? Because sometimes it's most effective when you need something to reach out to someone in your network and say, hey, I need an intro to this person or, hey, do you know somebody that knows how to do this? There's been many times in our business where that's been the most effective thing. But also there's times when you need to know what you're doing because you're the only one that can solve the problems in your own business. And so you do have to have deep expertise in certain areas. So I think of it as a tool set. You got to have both tools and you have to know when to use each one. Yeah, I do. I do understand and kind of agree with that concept too, even though my answer would be who you know most of the time. But I think that that is really important to lay out that sometimes you do need to spend time focusing on your craft and perfecting your ability to be able to solve problems and all that kind of stuff too. So I'll go ahead and let that answer slide, even though you didn't really pick it. <laughs> uh, so tell us about a time in your life, Josh, when a connection led to maybe another connection to another connection that led to this big moment of success for you. Yeah. So one of the really big things that's been massive for us is using influencers to promote our brand. And when we just got started with that, one of the first ones that we got was Marie Forleo. And I had a connection to her, like a loose connection, like a very loose connection to her. Like I didn't actually ask for an intro. It was just because I knew some people that she also knew she was willing to take a call with me. And then once we got her, obviously really, really invested in that relationship. Like I've had so many phone calls with her team, uh, which we don't normally do. You know, we have thousands of influencer partners, but that one in particular, we went deep on. Yeah, and now we can use that one because Marie knows everybody. And so we have used that as a jumping off point to get into so many other areas. So that is one time that it's been massively, massively helpful. 
when you reached out, did you just reach out cold via email or Instagram or Facebook or something or what? Yeah, it was just cold on email. I have a very particular way that I like to reach out to people on email where it's really mostly about what's in it for them. And then if there's nothing in it for them, then I ask them for advice. And in this case, there was something in it for her because I was offering for her to be able to use our platform for free in return for partnering up with us. And that was the pitch. I tried to keep it very simple. And luckily, because I think through those loose connections, she had a little bit of trust in who I was that she got back to me and it's gone great since then. Nice. Nice. And how long ago was that? That was about 16 months ago, maybe like last two years ago ish. How crucial do you think that was to the growth that you've been seeing over the last year? Pretty crucial because there's a very distinct uptick about a couple months after that first conversation with Marie and that being a jumping off point to getting all these other influencers. And now we have a team that runs our influencer marketing that has driven a ton of our growth and we've doubled in size in the last 12 months. So I'd say very, very crucial. Yeah. So with it being so important, bro, with networking, with building relationships with people and connecting others with other people, with all that stuff being so, so important and crucial to business growth and really just personal growth and development, why do you think that so many people just don't do it? That's a really good question. And I have a lot of different answers. And I think that A lot of them make people sound not so great, but I think the one that is actually real is fear. And fear is a real thing because so many people are used to getting rejected when they ask anybody for anything, really, because so many people you reach out to just they're not helpful, they're not nice, whatever. But I think the problem, there's a lot of reasons why that fear develops. But I do think that's the main thing is that people are just afraid really of rejection because they don't want to reach out to somebody and have them say no or berate them for wasting their time or get angry at them or maybe they're worried that it's going to ruin their reputation. So it's all it's all fear-based. Yeah. So what is like a tip that you have for people to overcome that fear of rejection? Yeah. So there's only two ways I think you should ever reach out to somebody. Number one way is if you have something of value to them and you expect nothing in return. Number two way is if you are asking them for advice and you expect nothing in return. Hmm. And which one of those did you do? I've done both. I do both actually still, but with our influencer program, it's offering something with no expectation of anything in return unless, you know, the relationship goes well. Mm -hmm. And then on the personal side, when I'm networking, I always lead with asking for advice. If I'm trying to get a conversation with somebody, the subject line is always, hey, I need some advice about X, where you insert something into X. Mm -hmm. And that's how I do it. I do that consistently ever since I've been running companies that reach out to people asking for advice. Yeah. So how, when you reach out, that's completely cold when like, what does the body of your email look like? So for somebody out there that's going like, okay, that sounds all good and stuff, but then like, what do I type in the message? Is yeah, it, like, yeah, is yeah. it long? Is it short? Like, do you request something in there? Do you ask to get on the phone? What does that look like? Yeah. So I'll give a specific example. Probably the coolest person I've ever gotten to respond to an advice email is Jimmy Wiles, who founded Wikipedia. Nice. And I sent him a cold email and the subject line was advice on writing, question mark. And then the body of it was basically something along the lines of, hey, Jimmy, this is Josh. This was when I was in college. I'm a student at UCLA. I'm starting a new blog and I'm looking to get some advice on writing. Would you be open to either sending me some advice over email if I ask specific questions or jumping on a quick phone call? And that was it. That was literally the entirety of the email. 
Nice, nice. And how long did it take him to respond? Um, about 45 seconds, basically. His thing, and I don't know, because he, he's somewhat famous for saying this, is he'll either respond to stuff in 10 minutes or not at all. And luckily, <laughs> I caught him at the right time, and uh, he responded and then sent me some advice over email. Nice. Uh, and so... That's how that went. Yeah, that's super cool, bro. I think that the reason I wanted to press on that story a little bit is that I think that a lot of people feel that those kinds of influencers or people are just too far out of their reach. So they don't even reach out at all. And sometimes like you just got to do it. You have no idea if somebody's going to reach back out to you. Have you read the four hour work week, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was that kind of some of the stuff that you learned in in that book? That was actually after. So this was, this was before. I think... I don't know where I picked that up from, actually. I was just, I was just I curious, guess. yeah, because that's, yeah. that's like pretty much exactly what Tim Ferriss says to do in, yeah. in that book. But he also challenged, and I second this challenge, if you're somebody that's trying to reach out to people and get to know people like that, just send out like five emails a day for like 10 days and see how it goes. You know what I mean? Like if nobody replies back, then nobody replies back and there's no skin off your teeth, right? But I would be willing to bet money that if you send out that many emails, you would get responses from some people that you never thought would actually respond to you. So just be proactive and get out there and really just get the job done. So putting all this aside here, Josh, let's boil it down to just one thing. If you could just give one tip, one piece of practical advice to become a better relationship builder, what would it be? Drop your ego. Mm. Drop your ego. If you go in with any sort of ego about, I deserve you know, help from this person. I deserve this person to give me something. It's going to come through whether or not you're blatantly saying it. I mean, most people wouldn't blatantly say it, but even if you're thinking it, people can see that. And it's funny because things have flipped now and I'm getting emails from people asking for advice. And I can tell when somebody is sending me an email, but they feel entitled. They feel like, oh, I already kind of know the answer, but I'm just going to check in. That's never going to get you anywhere. You have to, <laughs> you have to drop, drop your ego at the door is what I always say and go in with an open mind actually seeking help and be open to whatever the person has for you. Yeah. That's really the only way to do it. Yeah. So what about like, there's a balance, right? Especially when you meet somebody in person to come in with humility and dropping your ego out the door, but at the same time coming in with the position that you are quote unquote on a same or similar level, at least, because that's something that I try to make sure people do is that people will come in with too much of that dropping the ego at the door where it's like they're fangirling out over this person or this individual that they're trying to connect with. And that immediately just takes you and puts you in a different category in that person's brain to where they're not taking you as seriously as as far as like doing business with you in the future, if that makes sense. So can you kind of talk into that? Does that matter? Or should you just really be focused on dropping your ego? Right, right, right. So that's a really important distinction. And I'll give an example that I think puts this in good context. So when I say drop your ego, I don't mean, you know, going in and saying like, oh, I'm such a huge fan. I love everything you're doing. This is amazing. That doesn't really work either because at that point it's like, okay, well, this is a weird conversation. Like I don't want to be here, that kind of stuff. Well, let's take a picture next type thing. Yeah, exactly. But what you can do is be genuinely interested in what the person has to say. And if you do that, it doesn't matter who you are. I remember very distinctly, I met the CEO of Whole Foods at a party and I was in college at that time as well. I was 19 years old. I was running a software company at the time and it was kind of related to nutrition and stuff. And he genuinely was asking me questions and listening to what I had to say about nutrition stuff. This is a guy that started a giant 
chain right. of grocery stores that you know sold for thirteen billion dollars and serves so many people and is is kind of a industry standard in terms of providing nutritional food. Yeah, standing there listening intently to me talk about my take on nutrition, and he didn't agree with what I had to say. We kind of had a little spat, but anyways, <laughs> that's what I see as dropping your ego. You're listening. And you are actually paying attention to what the person has to say. And it doesn't put you at a disadvantage. It simply means that you care about this person's view on things. And you're going to listen and not just immediately jump in. I mean, obviously, you can say what you think about it afterwards, but you're not interrupting. You're listening. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. yeah, that's, just, that's really what I mean. Just be normal and listen to what people have to say. Being genuine is just really underrated. Yeah. And I try to shy away from saying that a lot because I don't really... The word authentic is kind of overused, I think, nowadays. But I think that it is kind of still underrated as far as people are always looking for the next tip and trick and all that kind of stuff. And most of the time, the answer is just like, just be a normal person. Just have a conversation <laughs> with somebody, listen to what they have to say. Don't overpower yeah. them. Like if it's, especially if it's somebody in a position of power over you or whatever, like listen to what they have to say, ask good questions. Like it's just all pretty basic stuff. It's just, we, I think we try to complicate it more often than not. Throughout your career, Josh, have you ever paid money for like one-on-one -on -one coaching or mentorships or masterminds or anything like that? Yeah. So I do have an executive coach that I've met with every week for almost three years now. And it's very intentional coaching where I'm working on specific things in what I'm doing. So it's not like I, you know, met somebody at a conference and then, you know, I paid for one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's a very much ongoing thing. So I highly recommend not paying for coaching if it is one of those things where like you saw somebody on stage and they were super cool. And then you're like, oh, I should totally pay for coaching with them because real change only happens over months and sometimes years. And that's probably not what's going to happen if you yeah. you know see somebody on a stage and you have a call with them. So I don't recommend it if it's individual kind of one-off stuff, but I do highly recommend it if it's something you're going to invest in in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. What about like group settings, like masterminds and stuff? I haven't. I think... Most of my stuff has either been one-on-one -on -one or if I am in a group, it's like an invite-only but free group. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. You're missing out, bro. <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> I'll get you to do one eventually for sure. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So as we kind of get this conversation going to a close here, man, there's this one question I've been asking more recently to some of my guests. And uh, I told the last guy I had on the show, I was like, and honestly, like some of the questions I ask are really selfish because I'm just trying to learn stuff from people. So I just ask these questions, <laughs> Love it. but I figure if I'm curious about them, there's probably somebody out there that is also curious about it. So tell me what your best practical tip is for leaving a conversation that you no longer want to be a part of. I like that one. I like that one a lot. <laughs> I'm pretty good at this. So, <laughs> yes, so basically, I think the way... Well, there's two ways to do it. It depends on what how the person is reacting. If the person is totally rational and like this is a super normal person, you just... It's not a good fit. I just like straight up say that. I'll just say, hey, I don't think there's a really good mutual fit here. I got to move on. But it was amazing to meet you and uh, you know, talk with you. Here's my contact information, whatever. Right. So if it's a rational person, I'm just very upfront about it. And I just say, this is not the right fit. Let's move on. Yeah. And that's not only is that an amazingly quick way to shut down the conversation, but you're not being rude and you're also not lying to the person, which I think are important values. However, 
the person is not a rational person, and I have this belief that 1% of the people in the world have lost it mentally, and <laughs> nothing you can do that's rational that will get rid of them, then you kind of have to, and this is a weird, funny analogy, you have to kind of treat it like a bull in a ring, and you have to kind of run them around in circles until they tire themselves out. <laughs> Basically, what you do is you just continue engaging, you continue being kind, not asking questions or prolonging anything, mm -hmm. but just like saying, yeah, uh -huh, okay, you know, and trying to keep, you know, your facial expressions as kind as possible, because those are also the type of people that if they're acting that way, could potentially go around, you know, bad mouthing you a lot because they have that kind of crazy neurotic energy. And so you just have to kind of let them tire themselves out and you just have to stay the course until it's over. Luckily, that doesn't happen that much, but you kind of have to be aware of when it is happening and just realize you're kind of in it for the long haul. You just got to stay engaged, but not prolong anything until it, it runs its course. But for the majority of people, I honestly am just very upfront about it. And I just say, hey, I don't think this is the right fit. And let's move on. <laughs> Love it, bro. Love it. Like a bull in the ring. Like a yep. bull in the ring. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on here to the last segment called the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Personal trainer. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Malala Yousefi. I just think there is a lot of good that would kind of come out of that conversation. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Books, but only written like paper books, not on a device. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. What's a book that you've read recently that you'd recommend? I am currently reading Every Good Endeavor, which is a book about the purpose behind why you should work. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Morning routine, up at 5 a.m. I do breakfast, which is overnight oats, so I go oatmeal with berries and nuts and stuff like that, coffee. Then I rest for about 30 minutes, hit the gym, run, do weights, back by about 7.30, shower, get ready, get to work by 8.45, and that's the start of my day. What is your go-to pump-up song? History by Jay-Z. What are you not very good at? I think skiing. <laughs> nice. We got to go hit the slopes sometime then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get everything wrapped up here, bro. What is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? Personally, I am on LinkedIn. You can just search for Josh Hainum. I'm the only Josh Hainum that exists in the world, so you'll find me. And then for my business, the URL is tryinteract.com. Tryinteract.com. If you are interested at all in building quizzes for marketing in your business, I totally recommend checking out Josh's software. It's the best that is on the market. Josh, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. I had a fantastic time chatting with you for a bit. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.